Welcome again to Down Low with the 5-0, a Picayune Police Department podcast. Today we're going to talk about the uh, arrest and calls for service uh, for April, uh, the month we just got out of, and compare it to the previous month, see how, how it lined up. And I've also got Captain Rhonda Johnson and Lieutenant Aaron Grobe uh, from our CID division. They're going to help us out with some tips and things to look at later uh, to keep from being a victim, uh, but we'll go ahead and get started. So for for April, we had 91 arrests compared to 79 for March, and when you look at what these arrests were for, in April there were 32 uh, drug-related arrests compared to 30 for March, so it's about the same. Um, 13 warrant arrests uh, where there were only three in March, 13 failure to appear warrants uh, that were served, you know, where people failed to appear in court. Uh, 13 of those were served in April compared to five uh, in March, and then seven DUIs in April compared to six in March. So going forward, how we'll do this is we'll look at the month we just got out of and then compare it to the to the previous months, if there's any increases or, or major decreases. Uh, and, I, and I think the, the difference in those arrests uh, from, from April – uh, for March, that I guess that's 12. It's probably mainly due to those warrants that were that were served. Uh, when we look at calls for service, so this is uh, the calls that officers responded to. Uh, it could be anything that anybody calls in, uh, anything that they're doing uh, proactively, traffic stops. Everything is included in here when when an officer is involved. And so there were 1,616 calls in April compared to 1684 for March so roughly the same you know there's there's a 68 call difference but I don't even think that's worth mentioning when we've got you know 16 1700 calls we're talking about <clears throat> but when we look at the the calls that they responded to uh, a few stood out to me which were uh, the frauds so we had 34. Uh, fraud reports in April compared to seven in March. Uh, so uh, that 27 call increase, I think, was was worth noting. And that's what we've got uh, Captain Johnson and, and Lieutenant Grobe here uh, to talk to us about. And I wanted to see what they saw as far as reports that get to them, crimes that they're investigating, what, what you guys usually see uh, as far as people becoming victims of this and, you know, how can how can somebody prevent – uh, themselves from becoming a victim how can they be proactive what what are your guys uh, what are your your thoughts on that well what we're seeing a lot of is and actually this month we had a report of it and it's called phishing and they send out emails to a large number of people if you open the attachment it sends a virus to your computer once it's opened, and they have access to everything in your computer. Wow. So we're seeing a lot of that. When they open that, they get all that information. They can scam out of money. They get all kinds of different ways. Um, the best thing to do to prevent that is to get an antivirus software mm -hmm. and don't open any emails from people you don't know because this day and age there's a lot of stuff going on like that and most of it's out of Nigeria and it's really hard for us to solve stuff like that when right. the money goes to Nigeria right and once people uh, 
once they have access to their, their computer, well, then they've got access to all the, the cards as far as credit card information they have saved and all right. that. Right, and right? most people nowadays, they do save all of that right. in their computer. Um, if somebody sends you an email, if you're getting ready to do a large financial financial transaction to a bank or something, mm -hmm. if they send you an email to reroute it to another account, don't do it because they have they make the emails look the same to where you can't tell the difference at all. They make the paperwork, the logos, and everything look exactly the same by just maybe changing one letter or something. Right. And you think it's legit, but it's not. It's going to go to someone in Nigeria, and it'll be impossible almost to get your money back. Right, right. Um, thank you for uh, for, for filling so, us in on that. And so, so not opening emails you don't recognize, and then and then maybe some of that antivirus software will help will help there. And and, it, and it's highly unlikely that uh, somebody's unknown deceased cousin came into royalties in a foreign, foreign exactly. country and now and they need something, you to, yeah there's yeah. other schemes that they have the romance right. scheme and um they mostly play prey on the elderly for that mm -hmm. i think we've seen more of those and we do probably pretty much right. anything else is the romance schemes yeah. and they're they're that's the money mule schemes and that's also out of nigeria and it goes hand in hand with the elder elderly abuse schemes too. Um, they act like they're contractors or military, or you know, they tell them all kind of things like, you know, they're gonna come to the city and take them on a date. And yeah, all these promises. Exactly, yeah. and they send them up money and get them to send them money back. Right. So, so, and I guess you know somebody that's you know lonely or, or someone elderly that can that can be appealing. You know, hey, you know. It, it, you know, get suckered in for that, and uh, and then before you know it, they they become a victim. So if exactly. if anybody listening, you know, uh, has an uh, an elderly family member, it may just be worth having that conversation with them um, instead of trying to help them get their money back or, or file reports later. Just get on the proactive end of that and right. and fill them in on what what's going around. What's, well, what's, it's not even that they just become the victim; they also can become a participant in it. They're mm -hmm. they're the mules. They mm -hmm. they the the person who's conducting the scam will use their influence over the elderly person to get them to open up bank accounts and allow them to transfer funds that can be in the upwards of tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And those funds are all involved in other scams, and they're just filtering it through here to, to keep law enforcement at bay. Gotcha. So, no, so not only could they uh, be deceived or, uh, or be taken for their own uh, personal money, but they could be the middleman for... Uh, exactly. other, other transactions. Yes, Correct. they're the, they're Unknow mules and they're victims. Right, gotcha. And they they they're they're victims also in kidnapping calls. They call and act like they have their grandson or granddaughter or friend or something, and they're they're kidnapping them and they want them to give them money. Right. And they don't let them get off the phone. That's one thing. If they don't want you to hang up and call anybody else they keep them on the phone talking while they go get the money and transfer it to their accounts and they, they'll go as far even with uh spoof calling right the there's people on a personal level that i know that were spoof called and the number showed up as a legitimate law enforcement agency's number mm -hmm. and they were calling to let them know they had a warrant for their arrest and that's the big thing is people need to understand we we're never just going to call you and say pay money or, or we're going to come arrest you very very good point and uh, people could confirm that by hanging up and dialing that legitimate number back, and that would get them with the correct people, and uh, and they could they could find out if they in fact do have a warrant or not. Right? Correct. Good. Yep. 
<clears throat> good deal there. And I, I, it's funny you bring those emails up. I actually got one one time, too, from somebody claiming to be in another country and they were in jail and needed money, uh, needed money for, for bail. Uh, and, and the person that they were claiming to be was much wealthier than I am. So I knew if they needed money, <laughs> they yeah, needed somebody much more than me because I, I didn't right. have, they had more than I had. So that was, that a, was funny. A very big one right now, especially with teenagers, but adults are victim of it also, is the sextortion ones mm -hmm. where they'll start talking to elderly or lonely people on dating sites, start talking to them. They'll send a nude picture. Mm -hmm. They get them to send one back, and almost immediately they're extorting them and getting them to send money, telling them that they're going to send the picture out to everybody in their contacts. And um, the best thing that parents can do for juveniles is definitely monitor what their kids, what kind of sites they're on okay. and who they're talking to. Okay, very uh very good point. And don't send nudes. Yeah, that's, that's nothing good comes from that at all. Uh, so good. I'm, I'm glad to find out about some of the fraud cases we deal with and how people can uh, not become victims of, of those. Uh, I noticed an increase in, in the calls for service in uh, domestic matters, too. We had uh, 24 of those compared to 13 in March. And you know, uh, with Mother's Day and then Father's Day in, in the in the and this month and the following month, you guys and ladies, y'all just going to get along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got to do better than that. Everybody's um, getting together, drinking. Right. Yeah, too much. Uh, nothing good, good comes from that either. Um, all right, so shoplifting, uh, it stayed consistent, but then uh, shoplifting, we had 23 uh, in April and uh, 22 in March. So not only do we have uh, you know, victims as far as people in this, but we've got victims as far as businesses when it comes to shoplifting and what we're responding to there. Uh, I know that we do a lot on, on Facebook and people help us solve crimes and identify people uh, from, from that are suspects in shoplifting and that's pretty successful. But uh, what about those that, uh, that, that we aren't successful at, that, that we, we need information? What would you guys suggest for business owners uh, to help us help them in solving uh, some of these crimes? What measures could they take? They can get some good video, video surveillance. <laughs> right. Um, that that's a deal breaker. Most of our most of our shopliftings are solved by video surveillance and pictures that we obtain and put on Facebook if we can't identify them. All right. So videos and and that kind of equipment is is fairly cheap. Uh, I know it used right. to be expensive and used to be a headache to try to install, but I mean if you if you've got a, um, a you know wireless internet like most people do now uh you know you, you can do this thing fairly cheap uh feed it off of that right and you Correct. can get them on amazon for you know a little over a hundred dollars and you've got yourself a, a decent thing just just starting out and it gives us something uh better than nothing to help hold people accountable uh and help to recover their not only their property but uh maybe money too you know if somebody's had it sold has sold what they shot with then maybe we can get it back in restitution Okay, so good, good deal there. Um, looking at these other calls, uh, we it, the computer really breaks it down. Um, it has a, when we got suspicious uh, things that are called in. It's got suspicious activity, uh, suspicious persons, and suspicious vehicles. And when you combine all three of those, there's 171 calls for April uh, for that compared to 154 in March. Uh, which I think speaks volumes for our community as far as how attentive they are. Uh, and we really encourage that. A lot of times officers will go to calls and 
you know, complaining to say, you know, I really didn't want to bother y'all. You know, this happened or I saw this person for a while or something happened several times. And then I called it in because I didn't really want to bother y'all. I didn't want to be that kind of person. But that, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. Uh, so, so we don't mind it. We would rather deal with, <clears throat> deal with things on the front end, uh, maybe identify this person, uh, maybe solve a crime or, or prevent a future crime. Or, or be save able, a life. Or, that, be... or just be able to tell, hey, there's nothing to it. There, there is nothing going on here. And then, right. then, every, then everybody knows. But, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, the community calling in those uh, things that look suspicious to them. And, and we certainly appreciate that and encourage it. Um, but that that wraps up our our calls. Is there anything else uh, you guys wanted to share with us before we before we left today? Yeah, um, summer's coming up, and the kids are going to be out of school. Uh, would love for everybody to pay attention and not drive so fast down the streets. And also, lock your car doors at night. Don't keep valuables and guns in your vehicles. Um, in the past five years, I can honestly say I haven't worked one vehicle burglary where someone bashed in a window. Every vehicle burglary has been because the doors were left unlocked. Right. And, I mean, in New Orleans, yeah, they're going to bash in windows and get your stuff. But here we are not having that problem. Mm -hmm. Just lock your doors and make it a little routine every night. Like when you lock your house door, make sure you have your car door locked too. Well, I think most of the people we've encountered doing it tell us, even when they've been arrested, that their whole way of doing it is what they call car hopping yeah and literally going from pulling door vehicle, handles pulling door handles and finding which one's open right you know it's not like hollywood would would make us believe you know with people coming up with baseball bats and tire irons smashing windows you know like you say they don't want to be caught they want to remain secretive and try to get away with, with whatever they're doing so that that simple uh act of uh, securing your vehicle is going to be a huge deterrent and like like you mentioned uh captain johnson with uh, school getting out and kids staying the night at other kids' houses. That's yep. usually what we see a lot. Exactly. Three or four guys or three or four girls pile up and then they're uh, bored and they go out for a night walk and one thing leads to another. And before you know it, they're checking handles on on uh, on cars. So that that does does happen this time of year. So appreciate that. Yeah, and like you said earlier, advice. Chief, if you see something, say something. It's not gonna. If it's two o'clock in the morning and you see a group of kids walking through the neighborhood maybe on your neighbor's property call us you know let us go out and check them out and it's not bothering us it's it's just helping right very good okay well thank you guys again this was uh captain Rhonda johnson and lieutenant aaron grobe uh, from our cid division we appreciate them uh taking time out to share some information with you with us and i hope that the uh the stats given were were helpful i'll let you know let you guys know what we deal with, and uh, we look forward to, to putting those out uh, every month as we uh, as we go forward. Yes. Thank you again for uh, listening to Download with the Five O, a Picking Police Department podcast.